Motorcycles and Misfits here at the Recycle Garage in so, so, so sunny Santa Cruz, California. You would not believe how many people are in this room for how quiet they are right now. You guys are <laughs> creeping me out. Like, what happened? We well, couldn't get y'all to shut up, and now suddenly... We were, now we're being recorded. We can, like, we, can, we can fix that. We only have like I was, mesmerized, I was mesmerized over here by someone using a wooden penis trying to open a bottle, <laughs> and it, it kind of just sucked me into the. Well, it was mesmerizing. See, now I just Thank let it get out of hand. So let's start with who is in the room. This is Eliza. What up, my wig wax? You Yo. stay. Hey, hey. Yeah. And uh, running the board tonight, <laughs> we've got Douglas. Still the sound man. Back in the saddle, he is. Over in the bagel corner, we got Bagel. He's bounded down. I never know what you're going to say bam, 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 or what bam, bam, bam. it means. No one, knows. <laughs> no one ever knows. Next to that, I'm sure with a witty saying, Hello. we got Charlie. I'm not here. <laughs> you confuse me. Next to me, we got Knock. Yeah, hey, what's up? And then we got Cat. Meow. Then we got on the pretty girl couch, we got <laughs> Michelle. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and, next, and also on the pretty girl couch, we got Isaac. She said that both times while looking at me. <laughs> Isaac, are you wearing uh, eyeshadow today? Or no, liner? Not, Which one not is it? today, but I'm holding a wooden penis. <laughs> you, mean, you mean guy liner? Guy liner. Damn straight. It just fits uh, nicely in the hand. Going around the room, we got Eric. Hey, guys. That was it? Well, you know, I'm distracted by Isaac. He is pretty. <laughs> and he has a big <laughs> penis. Uh, next to that, we got Naked Jim. Hey, hey, hey. And we got Free at Last. We got Steph. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Untethered at the moment. Then we got Tyson. Uh, I don't know what to say. Say uh, something witty. I just told you what to say. Something, something witty. witty. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Next to that, we got Jeremy. Konnichiwa. And then over in the blind no, corner. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. <laughs> the pronunciation is very important. Konnichiwa. Arigatou gozaimashita. Oh, my God. We got Michael over in the corner. That was from Kill Bill, wasn't it? Yes. He's speaking like Japanese. He's speaking Japanese like a wee. speak Japanese. There goes City Chiba. There goes all those Honda sponsorships. Yeah. yeah. All those Honda, Honda sponsorships that we had. So let's uh, just get to what we did this weekend. Uh, some of us did a nice little ride yesterday with a trip to Kanepa Motors, which I know it's not a motorcycle thing. But there are motorcycles there. But let me tell you, I, I know we talked about Kanepa a year or two ago. But um, uh, every year, it's uh, yeah, Kanepa Motorsports is a big, like, world renowned garage that does restorations and builds of exotics, uh, race cars, uh, collector cars, uh, all sorts of stuff, and motorcycles. And the museums there, and once or every once a month, they open it up and let people like us just ramble on through and touch shit. No, they don't let you touch shit. Yeah, we you shouldn't shit. be fucking touching shit. Some guy was putting his allowed. kid in an old Woody. That's, Next that's month they're going to have good, a man. sign that says opposite. don't fucking touch shit <laughs> yeah. because oh of you. Oh no. oh but uh, that place is just such a, it's a garage wet dream. Just the tools. And the thing I, I found out that I really appreciate about them, uh, they said that 
they use whatever tools on the rest for the restoration. They use whatever tools were available when the car was built. That sounds oh, wow. dumb. Uh, that sounds awesome. Really that sounds like a horrible awesome. time. God, so there's a on. lot of hand shaping metal and all sorts of stuff. That's I saw guys with hammers and metal blocks shaping fenders and stuff there. Sounds like a little bullshit. So it sounds like to yeah. Me. No, There's no way they don't hook those cars up to computers and get yeah, I know, seriously. And shit. No, it's true. No, it's, it's true. bullshit. It's true. So um, I'll make my own bearings when I fix this Model T. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I use these uh, bullets I found in the yeah. Civil War reenactment. <laughs> um, and then we went for a nice ride up in the hills, and mm-hmm. Charlie rode fast. I'm always impressed by how fast he can go on that bike that shouldn't be able to. We rode dirt today, too. And he did it with a passenger yeah. on the back that made me feel uncomfortable, and I asked him to please let his passenger get on <laughs> someone else's bike. Cause she, you think you were uncomfortable. She, Imagine how the passenger she realized, felt. <laughs> well, she realized how scared she should be after she got on Andrew's bike because the suspension actually just hugged the turn, and it was good. Mm. Yeah. It was crazy. But yeah. um, this is my chance to throw Mike under the bus, which... Uh, he's not here. He can totally do it. Perfect opportunity. This was the best. Hey, hey let me tell you something. every podcast. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> However, I did tell him I would throw him under the bus, but he knows. So uh, this is... I, I hate to say that it's classic Mike, but he's that guy. He's that, that guy. guy. The guy. He's that guy. late again? We only got to what? Well, at least he... Showed texted up. to let us know he was running late, whereas Knock just never showed up or let us I was us like 50-50. I told you I was 50-50, baby. Did you have your cell phone when you did show up? <laughs> he, he never did show up. <laughs> never so. did show up. So, so Mike was that guy who was running late. No problem. But, you know, once we get here, it's like, okay, we're ready to go. We got up to Knepp and walked around. Then he had to leave to go do something. We went to lunch, and then he... Uh, caught up to us at, at the end of lunch after we paid our bill and are just sitting there waiting for him. And then he's like, hey, can I order something? <laughs> no. No, we're ready to go. Too late. Now, and we take off on a ride and we go up Zianti. Um And we had a good mix of people on different bikes. So it's the usual code of the way we ride here is you ride your ride. Don't try and keep up. Just go your speed, and then we meet at ma- the next major junction or intersection. That's the code here. Um, and this brings up another code, and I'm trying to get these things out that are kind of unspoken, that we need to spell it out. The other code is if you decide while on that ride to bail out and go home, <laughs> tell someone. You need to tell somebody. <laughs> Send them a message, something. So what happens is we get to the next junction. Charlie, how long were we waiting there? We were there probably like 10, 15 minutes. We started drinking water and stuff. I almost went and it, swept them. I mean, it was very hot out. We're in full gear. We're sitting on the side of the road waiting. Everyone's there. No mic. And then it starts turning to talk. <laughs> about like sending out a search party or should we just all double back what's going on I don't know and then I called him he's like what do you want I'm on my what couch do you want? I'm like uh, where'd you go he goes oh, you know the road was bumpy and shit like I did. wasn't into it so I just went, I just went home what a ding dong oh my god Mike what you got dick. to tell somebody we're sitting on the side of the road waiting for you thinking you're dead in a ditch <laughs> oh I'm sorry I'm <laughs> ho- hoping he's dead in a ditch. <laughs> I mean, he's been on these rides before. He knows that we wait at the stops for everybody. Except Knock. Yeah. Yeah. Knock <laughs> <Not a, not laughs> doesn't wait. No, he'll be, I'm Knock like, will fuck be you guys. <laughs> Things to do. Well, also, so, you don't even have to, like, call. You could just catch up to the ride. Like You just wait to the stop, and you and just say like, no to the person next to I'm you, leaving. and you're like... 
I'm out. You yeah. signal, I'm out. And they're like, what's okay, funny cool. is we even do that like on Westcliff. We'll hit natural bridges and make yeah. a movie and come back. And a lot of times, like, I'll, I'll bail like at um, Delaware or whatever that street is there. But at least you tell people that, um, yeah, okay, I'm taking off, so don't sweat it. Because you know people end up waiting. So even like oh, yeah. a little Westcliff jaunts, we do that. And people worry. It's not even just waiting. It's like, oh, shit. Like, did my friend go down? Yeah. We may not worry about Mike, but we'll worry about everyone else. Well, the bike. Uh, yeah, yeah we'll worry about the bike. About the bike. If you're, yeah. like, in the first part of the group that gets to the next stop sign and you're waiting for the rest of the group, you get to, like, place bets. That's like, all right, who do you think it was? <laughs> was it this guy or was it the other guy? I don't know. I know. So, yeah, he knows I'm throwing him under the bus. But it's. I just realized we have all these, like unspoken like rules and code of writing that like sometimes pretty spoken well sometimes i think we need to re-speak it, it, is, <laughs> well, it might be a good idea a lot of times in your own head you have an idea of what should be happening like when you and i were up in carmel valley liza mm-hmm. and you let me lead so i'm leading up carmel valley road and i'm getting on it pretty good and you would fade back but i could always see you in my side view mirror and i'm like okay if i can't see her you know at this next straightaway then i'll stop but then at the very end of the straightaway i would see your light right so i eventually stop and you're like why why didn't you stop? Didn't you see me waving? And I'm like, <laughs> like, like 200 yards behind me and I'm jamming on Carmel Valley Road. No, I didn't notice you waving your hand, but I did see your bike. But it's like a lot of times it's just right. perspective where you're coming from. But the, the more truth you is, talk about it, the more you work this shit out. The truth is you can't win with Liza. That's yeah. just how it is. It's <laughs> all about right. someone to throw very, very true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything's rigged. Charlie, totally rigged. you're always on my side, Charlie, right? You get you get it. No, no, everything's rigged, Liza. It's all bullshit. <laughs> you can't win. <laughs> but it was a good ride, and and uh, I know a lot of you saw Canepa for the first time, Isaac and Michael and Eric, and uh, yeah, you guys thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Did uh, you guys see the Desmo Sedici in the dude's office? That red. There's GPs one. It's in the downstairs maybe. museum. Yeah. Yeah. I saw an aerial square four. Oh, yeah. Which I've mm. never seen before. I had to Pretty see a cutaway like, picture cool. of the engine, yeah. see how that worked, and I still don't quite get it. They are cool looking, I, though, the way they And it was leaking oil on the floor. That was out. the best part. It was the only <laughs> thing in there that, like, you know, you could see its lifeblood, and it was on the floor. Yeah. I, I like how, <laughs> how they stacked the cars on the wall. Oh, yeah, the little car bays at the uh, storage area. It looked like they couldn't just get a car out. They had to, like, drive the car out, lower it, drive a car out. It was kind of weird. It's like a New York parking garage. Yeah. Yeah. Get those little ones there. And did anyone else get anything done today? I actually replaced my brake pads. You did in the last 10 minutes we were... (laughs) Yeah, it took me, like, five minutes to do it. 10 minutes? It was easy. How about you, Kat? I helped somebody today. Yeah, do well, you want to explain this? <laughs> okay, so... And and we, we need to make a correction to the story last week. Yes, there is a, 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 yeah, a little a asterisk next to the story about the kid who got his bike, quote-unquote, stolen, and then it was towed. He thought at the, some point it was towed because there was a warrant out for the bike. It was not that there was a warrant out for the bike. It was that some douche moved his bike out of his parking spot and into the tow zone. I thought it was his oh. bike. Jeez. Oh. What? No. The, me, the story the we heard. The yellow DRZ. I thought you were yeah. talking about his bike. It is. Yeah. yeah. That's oh. his bike. But you're not talking out. about Ryan. Yeah, no. Okay. I'm talking about Ryan. His, he, he's not the douche that moved the bike. Some Somebody Wait in his apartment complex. He's got a yellow DRZ. No. 
Wait, no. Not my Talking DRC. about Ryan, not Michael. Okay. Mike. I don't I know thought what to go th- by. I yeah. thought this what? whole story was, was Michael's. <laughs> what do you not mean? Oh, okay. No, no, no. No, it's so, Ryan's. Uh, smoking weed over there or what? Mike What's doesn't look like Justin Bieber. That's what I'm saying. That's what Justin Bieber One of the three Biebers. Yeah, exactly. So last week we had said that Ryan had been hooliganing and had a warrant out for his bike and got it towed. That was incorrect. It was actually that somebody moved it. So hmm. even though I called him an idiot today, yeah, he, uh, he, I said he I knocked down the idiot status a couple points, but not completely because then <laughs> what happened this week? So we I got hit up at like nine o'clock on a Thursday night uh, with these boys. God, they're like. Ranging the from three nineteen, beavers. yeah, they're the three beavers. They're the three blind mice. Oh my god, it's a girl! You, you were like the oh my god, it's a girl! The kitty cat with the three <laughs> oh, blind yeah. mice. I'm sure. I was fun. I was having fun, but uh, let's go for a ride. And so I'm like, I've already have my Netflix pants on. God damn it! Okay, so <laughs> we left out for that's, the ride. That's major, dude. It was. It was like a serious commitment to that's take the those truth. off. Yeah, no, that's true. We go out for the ride. We're hooliganing around. It's nothing serious. They're just doing some some wheelies, um, and then. It starts getting a little bit competitive, I would say. And you we, don't say. <laughs> yeah, and we end up going um, from school to school in the local area. Always a good decision. Having <laughs> having fun, and uh, we ended up at a school um, that's either I think an elementary or a middle school. I know that school, and there is no like really. There's a couple of exits. It's a hundred. There yards. was one exit other than what the cop came in. It's a hundred yards and from my house. And we exited that exit. Yeah. And at least it's not a very quiet <laughs> neighborhood. It's, like, it's a very quiet neighborhood. Yeah. So you're the Pied Piper leading the idiots. I didn't lead them in. I led them out because I was the fastest one out. <laughs> I, okay, so we were racing on the dirt track. There's like a little track that's dirty and, and sandy. It's called and stuff. the track. Yeah, like, like a, a running for, track. Foot and racing. Like yeah. DG, yeah. So we were racing on that. <laughs> and I look up and lo and behold, there is a cop car. Who'd have thought? Pulling oh in the place that we pulled in. And I scan and I look and I go, there is one exit that is possible here without going directly at the cop car, which nobody really wants to do in this age right now going mm, with yeah. everything going on nobody wants to do that so <laughs> um i pull away and go through there is a gap in the gate exactly as wide as my handlebars are <laughs> and i go at the gate and go out the gate and i hear both of the the dinguses behind me <laughs> and um is it dingai dingai yeah. yeah. you know one of them is gonna fuck up you're like if i can get in front of them that's, i'm good because one of those guys going is through my head is i don't right. have to be fast i just have to be <laughs> yeah. the fastest right. yeah, than i just that. have to be in front of them so when they yeah. yeah no they're they're good writers they're very young so it's just um it's as Emma what's the up. age difference between you and them shut up <laughs> <laughs> like a year they're also guys so yeah i was gonna say when that. you put male into the equation yeah. there's 13 yeah. year separation right yeah. there. right <laughs> Plus, right on top of it, they got this like hot young girl they want to impress too. Yeah, you should totally learn. All right, so did you say what happened? Yeah. Okay, so I take a right and dive, which I didn't know at the time because I didn't really know the area. Anybody who knows me knows I'm completely retarded when it comes to directions. I have lived in this town my entire life, and I'm unable to navigate except for like three freeway entrances. No way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I dive into the cop parking lot of the police station. <laughs> no. um, they dive the other way because 
fuck that. <laughs> See, what I think is funny about that is like you think about the PD over here. It's now, you know, it's noisy downtown. Yeah. You're over there where it's quiet. Quiet. This is a tiny, tiny little village that all the rich old people live in. Um, so literally no one was out on the road. I did not see anyone out on the road the entire night except for that one cop. <laughs> Alright, Kat. I need you to get okay. to the point. Sorry. Okay, so the boys take a left and one of them blows through a stop sign. He's going about 80 or so. Oh, the other one blows through the stop sign trying to keep up because he's on a smaller bike and he's he stopped because a car started pulling in but then the car stopped in the intersection so he took that as the car seeing him and then he sped back up to about 45 and the car oh, went into him so apparently the driver was drunk uh so that's oh, kind of what? what happened so he called the guy because i don't know yeah it, it got really complicated really quickly but he's okay he supermaned into a curb um, his bike's okay-ish. Um, it could Did have been he a ride lot it here worse. today? No, okay. we towed it. He's he broke his wrist and separated his shoulder. He's wearing a cast now. Oh, he's yeah. young. Yeah, but moral of the story is don't run from the cops, even if you think it's the best way, or just <laughs> or be the fastest person. Don't. Definitely do donuts on the track at midnight. That you should do. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Definitely <laughs> don't uh, don't bagels in. I can tell. taco your bike into a drunk driver. Yeah. Well, I mean, it could have been way worse yeah. considering the circumstances. He could have hit the car mid section. He sure. literally just tapped the car. There was minimal paint transfer, and then he supermaned <clears> into a curb. Which was the the main issue. I'm going to suggest uh, next time you do a ride with them, you get some adult supervision. Right. Bring a camera, because oh, that, that sounds like it's... Uh, that, that's YouTube worthy. YouTube no, yeah, fun, yeah. Bring, yeah. A, bring a, a camera and get the uh, Ducati dude. What's his name? Ducati <laughs> Dave. Yeah. Ducati, Ducati Dave. Dave. Yeah. Dave Throw those knuckleheads together and put a GoPro on. I was talking with Kat online over Messenger when, when dudes were inviting her out. And she's like, come on. Come on. Get your ass off the couch and let's go for a ride. And it's like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. Did you all suck so, your Netflix pants on? Uh, I had no He pants always on. has his Netflix pants on. <laughs> and so I'm like, you They're know, I think I'm okay pants. on this one. I don't know. Yeah. It's just like, eh, and then at midnight, yeah. I'm messaging him like, like one of them of went down. Feet. Oh shit! One of them went down. He's <laughs> yeah. in the hospital. I'm like, oh, it looks good. Yeah. No. Before that, I sent him a picture of my oh, feet well. in a gas station because I'm like, I'm stuck in a gas station. My bike is parked in the in the shadows. Like, I don't want anyone to know that I was riding. <laughs> and I'm like waiting to see what happened to this dude. Can you imagine? If you were in that position with a yellow DRZ, he is not. <laughs> I am so glad like I live he, in a whole other county. Yeah. <laughs> no, he is the most conspicuous highlighter on the history of the planet because he also does wheelies in front of everyone. He does, yeah. He's 19. Calm your tits. Thank you guy. for that moron report. Yeah. Well, well yeah, I'm curious I to hear the, the emails well, on this they one. They fixed their bike. So, um,. I would say maybe we can get Michelle to go out riding with y'all next time and show you how to do it right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we won't see her. She'll be gone. Because <laughs> yeah. our guest tonight is Michelle DeSalvo. Yeah. She'll do it in her Netflix yeah. pants. Who was yeah. here? You were here like last year for the Badass chick episode, right? Yeah, that was yeah. it. Where we talked about how badass you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you're going to yeah. make fun of her? I'll, I will fight you right no, now. No, there was it? there were people who were like, wow, she's really cool, who <laughs> responded cool. to that. It was cool, yeah. Just a reminder that you race and you build and, like, you live the life. 
You're some real biker shit, man. Yeah, I do everything but weld. Yeah. <laughs> and carry a purse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I carry a purse, so, you know. Yeah, a man purse. <laughs> yeah, Merce. Yeah. <laughs> it's a European carry-all. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you did something pretty cool. Was it last month, July? It was last, it was the end of June, last week. End of June, June. okay. Yeah. You did something pretty cool, um, and I wanted to get into this and talk about it. So, you went and raced Pike Peak. Now, this is pretty fucking cool. Um, Jim, you got some stats for us. Did you say there were 30 bikes accepted this year? Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of history here. When you start looking into Pikes Peak, and Michelle was really good about, you know, kind of giving me some some insight. But, you know, it started back in 1916. It's in Colorado Springs, Colorado, known officially as the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb. And it was built by a wealthy... uh, they're all philanthropists. When you get rich enough, you're a philanthropist. But anyway, this rich dude named <laughs> yeah. Spencer Penrose, who if you're in Colorado Springs, you will you will know who he is and how much money he had. But long story short, um, you know, you're talking about 12 miles of racing, go starting at about 9,000 feet, going up to 14,000 feet, where apparently there's blizzards. <coughs> um, but you know, Michelle was one of 30 bikes that, that did the race. I think there were um, eight bikes in the lightweight class. Um, but anyway, yeah, race to the clouds. That's what it's known as. So this mm. is pretty cool. Um, so let's start with what bike were you riding? I built specifically for this a uh, 2011 Sierra 450. And who built it for you? <laughs> Nobody built it for me. I built it myself. <laughs> I just want to inj- interject one other thing, because that, as wicked as awesome as that is, she was also one of only, I think, eight riders in your category, in yes. your class. Yes. So that's only eight people. You're. That's pretty pretty cool group of people to be in it's rarefied air up there right Part yeah, one. It, more ways than one it's really hard because awesome. it's, it's invitational and just to get in is just an honor just to get in in the first place oh wow so all right so you built all right let's get in i, I want the details so you <clears throat> this cr450 crf450r what'd you do to it how did you prepare it because you said you built this just for this race yeah is that I, carbureted? I, it's not carbureted no. it's fuel oh, okay. injected I, yeah that was a yeah. question yeah I, mm. I mean if you want to start at the motor i did everything i put the rod on i used a phallicon rod nice which is the high end phallicon rod the best you can get <laughs> yeah everybody's gonna laugh now i'm gonna hear more about that it's the um, knife rod is that what you're talking about yeah it's nice yeah. yeah yeah put it down so. oh, yeah. <laughs> um and then washner pistons helped me out webcam camshafts um I had talk with Ron Hamp over which kind of cam for elevation. We used the low overlap style, mm-hmm. so we would retain our compression at high elevation. I went the highest compression I could go at the time, which I need more. I went 14 to 1. Oh, I could, shit. Oh, geez. I wow. could, at this elevation, I can run 16 and a half to 1, which I found out oh, after shit. the race was over. So oh, I have wow. aspirations to build another motor now. Nice. <laughs> Very cool. But, um... T- delayed reaction there. <laughs> cool. And what about suspension stuff like that? Um, I actually I used some flat track suspension that we use with Zanotti Racing, and I tested it out. I thought with this kind of circuit, you're not leaned over far because it's it's a road, it's a county road, it's public, <laughs> yeah. so you're not going to be leaned over as far as you would on a there's racetrack. A couple, there's some switchbacks though. Yeah, there's a lot, but it's not the full lean angle because right. there's was, a lot of inconsistencies and you're not yeah. always 100% when you go into these corners. Well, like inconsistencies, not small things. We're talking like ice and <laughs> yeah. animals. Well, yeah, and we'll cliffs, look at like that. cliffs and rocks and, and marmots what, running across the road. What, yeah. tires, what tires are you running? Like, uh, uh, 
I made me lose it, man. Uh, did you have issues with suspension travel at all, or I mean, did you have to shorten it or make it stiffer? It's lowered. It's lowered. It's lowered, it's lowered it and stiffer. Track. Yeah, yeah okay. it's lowered and stiffer. And you run in seventeens on that thing? Uh, seventeen and a sixteen and a half. Oh, okay, okay, cool. So yeah, what what tires are you using? I, I use a, a Dunlop slick in the front and a Michelin in the rear. Just based on availability for that size of tire. <laughs> what, can, I, can I geek out just That's a second? Like, what was your, your fork offset for that 16 and a half? 18 millimeter. Oh, okay. How many spokes in the front oh, wheel? Cool. 30, 32. <laughs> 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 That's rad. Cool. All right. So how long did it take you to build this bike? It took about a month and a half. And I, I just went crazy with it. I, I did a lot of cosmetic stuff that I didn't need to do. I mean, it looked good, man. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Wait, was there any pink on it? No. Okay, good. It was that, that like blue, that aqua blue? Yeah, it's, it's like blue it. and white. Yeah, and it was pretty. It's a nice color scheme, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. other girl color. <laughs> the, other, yeah. the other Yamaha color. Yeah, everybody thinks it's a TM. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, so um, can you explain the process to get in? Because there's, how, do you know how many people applied? Uh, I heard for the motorcycles over 150 people applied. Oh. There's that many crazy So how does that work crazy with the sons invite? of bitches? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So how's it, how do you get in? So in November you send in your entry fee, which is substantial. It's fifteen hundred dollars for me to enter. I don't know if I'm gonna be accepted at this point. Wow. And you fill out probably a five, six page application of your credentials, your history, um, living will. No, not that. No, 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 there's no trust there. Um, And then you wait till February 14th around Valentine's Day, and they tell you if you got accepted or not. So I got a letter around that time and it's like okay here we go and but the process is pretty difficult there's i think there's eight people and you have to have a unanimous vote to be accepted into the event wow was is there a little affirmative action going on here yes there was absolutely um there's not a lot of female presence there yeah there's i think there's two women in the cars and there was two women in the motorcycles this year so i mean i, I welcome it I'm, I'm glad that that helped me get in because mm-hmm. I, that's a, such a special event to me that i really wanted to get in and i'm, I'm just was really stoked to hear that i was confirmed and this is awesome. your second year doing it right? second time yeah did you do it last year I did it in 2013, 13, okay. so I was thinking that the gap was going to affect me getting accepted because I didn't do it right. the, the year after. Mm-hmm. So, and I, th- I think you said the criteria they're judging upon is your experience and if you've done it before and... Right, and your performance. If you've done it before, what your performance was. Um, they also take into account your how you act when you're at the event. If you're being a bozo, if you're being respectful to the people, you know, and they, they remember that stuff. So so that, that also helps. So you left the whiskey at home this time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seagram 7 <laughs> stayed the in the gun. cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, I want to know what the – I want to get into the details. So you know you're in. You got your, your bike ready to build. You head there. Tell, tell me – you get there. How long does this happen? Uh, go for? What are you setting yourself up for when you're there? How does it work? Um, you show up Sunday. You go to the hotel, which is where the registration is, and you go through that process, and they get you checked in, give you a whole envelope full of paperwork and, and tech sheets and stuff. Monday, you go get your bike inspected, and that's a little stressful because you know it's coming now, and now I'm, I'm here. I'm doing it. So that's, that's a little 
it starts you start feeling the edge and you start getting a little nervous and like okay I, this is happening and you can see the mountain in the background and you're just like okay <laughs> what have I got myself into and I want to do this bad but what have I got myself into and at this point were you confident your bike was ready or were you still making changes to your bike yeah yeah, yeah. I mean absolutely I'm sorry you're not gonna oh, so, oh sorry uh, what were they looking for like just a, a safety wire Sa- yeah, yeah. Sa- <laughs> like if things wired the right way yeah, or if you're they, using just, cooling or whatever or? yeah that you have to run water and yeah. coolant and things like that just just the normal things yeah. i mean it's it's a big safety issue so sure. you know that's they want to eliminate any variables yeah totally all right, so you said you're you're there for a week. A week, yes. And so, uh, let's see. You said that you you check in on Sunday, and then you do tech on Monday. Yeah, and then Tuesday through Friday we do practice sessions. They break the hill into three sections, so the competitors rotate each day. And the first day we go up is thirteen thousand feet to the top. Jeez. And I had elevation sickness on the way down the hill after oh, that, and yeah. it was just brutal. And I spent my whole first day sick. Oh man! <laughs> so all right, this is crazy. I don't know if you guys caught this, but there, this is how they're able to get everyone on the track at the same time. Is they are. They're splitting it into three different sections, so you have three three people at a time in different sections. Yes, but no one has done the entire course until until the run. Until the run. So you, you learn each of these sections, but you haven't put them all together. I think you said there's even some turns you haven't hit yet, right? Yeah, because there's turnaround areas on the course for the competitors, mm. so certain corners never get road. All right, this is crazy. And what was the road condition like? Uh, Sunday was very questionable. They gave us reports that it was icy and wet because it had rained till 1 in the morning the night before. And <sighs> we're there at 8 o'clock in the morning, and they're going, it's on delay. This is the middle of the summer. What's wrong with these people? Yeah. Why is there... Colorado. It's, yeah, welcome to Colorado. It was it was just insane. It, it had rained every night, and then Sunday it just rained a little extra on us and snowed at the peak. So that was... Oh, man. It was a little bit tentative because yeah, I'm so ready to go, and and I know my time's coming, and now they're on delay, and so you're sitting there waiting, and now you've got time to think, what what's going on up there? Is it drying out? What's it doing? So there, it's it's actually worse because you start thinking about things. Oh, the other anxi- extra so, anxiety yeah, and the time yeah, to think about it. Yeah, you yeah. get an extra 40 minutes to stress out so, on what's uh, happening. So, Michelle, I'm curious. As, as, so you were number what rider heading up the hill? I think I was number 11. So do you get reports, like real-time reports, what the conditions were as riders finished? Do they radio down to the hill, say, this mm. turn or that turn or whatever? No. Or are you just on your own? No, no. Um, and I had live reports until they started. Once they started, there was nothing. It's nothing. Okay. No. All right. Let's go back to this. So <clears throat> you got uh, Tuesday through Friday, you're doing practice. Yes. Uh, but you're also you're making adjustments to your bike? Yes. What kind of adjustments are you doing? Um, gearing. I hadn't rode the Honda there. I rode a Suzuki previously, so I was trying to figure out my gearing. Um, just getting the fuel. I have a, a mapping system on my bike where I have screws where I can change my mapping. Mm-hmm. And it was really difficult because I, I thought I wanted to go a lot leaner than I wanted to go, and it actually wanted more fuel. And mm-hmm. then I changed to race fuel the last two days instead of pump gas, and then I threw everything out of whack. Oh, wow. And so I was like mm-hmm. struggling going, okay, and then when you when you finally get through all the qualifying sessions and you get to race day you're like okay what's my best section what's the optimal 
jetting because it's going to change. You have 5,000 feet and it's going to change yeah. drastically. So you have to gamble a little bit and guess what the best setting is going to be. So you have multiple maps on your bike or you just yeah. selected for different elevations and section it, elevations or what? It has pre -pro 10 pre-programmed maps mm -hmm. and then it has three fuel low, mid and high. So you can oh, okay. adjust it according to what you feel. Okay. Yeah. And are you able to change those on the fly, or do you need to do that before you try no, to race? No, the seat comes off. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's oh, under the seat, so I can't do it on the fly. I, I, I can switch from map to map on mm -hmm. the handlebar, but I can't mm. change my jetting. Of course, yeah. you had your team there to do all this, right? Yeah, I had my brother with me, so he was my... <laughs> <laughs> that was the team, me and my brother. And, cool. and was Chewy the dog there, too? No, no, he was at home. He was with the babysitter. Oh. Oh. So it's just you and your brother. So what's going through your mind as you're doing all this? Are you like? Are you confident as you're setting the bike up and doing these practice runs? Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, I, I I can feel everything's coming together and and getting faster and faster every time. And the more you ride, the the more you 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 can improve things. And we we're moving forward the whole week, so it, it was cool. definitely a success in that. And you did a lot of training beforehand in preparation, right? I, I wish that I had. I, I was working <laughs> working my butt off just to go and uh, the training kind of got put to the side there for the past three months and yeah. so did the sleep <laughs> oh, wow. so what would you normally do to train just a lot of cycling or aerobics or uh, running and cycling running and yeah. yeah a lot of running and cycling cool. sleeping yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm, I still catching, I'm still catching up on I'm still that catching up. <laughs> now, do you do any sort of elevation training any like the bane mask stuff that you see these guys doing or i, I do a little bit of that but it's just not the same it, i mean it's it's so hard to prepare for for being at thirteen thousand feet i mean if yeah. you you have five chances to kickstart your bike before you pass out. Yeah. That's pretty much what you get. <laughs> oh it's gosh. like if, you, if your bike doesn't start in that time, you start like hyperventilating. Yeah, I'll ask and then, Yuri about that. Yeah. And you can't recover. And like you get nervous <laughs> because there's no air. And like, you know, it just seems like this ordinary thing to breathe. And all of a sudden you can't. Have you thought and, about like oxygen loading before or taking oxygen with you to, to combat some of that so you're not as like cloudy headed during the race? Actually, um, they provided us with oxygen tanks. Uh, I didn't have them on board, really? but we were using them before and after, and they were really a huge help. Mm -hmm. yeah. Huge help. It didn't fix everything, but it it like brought you back to normal. Yeah. All right. So I want to talk a little bit more too about the uh, the community that's there, and you said you had mentors who were showing you the the track. Yeah, there was um, Ducati provided four riders. Um, they had they gave them four multistratas. These guys have set records at this course several times. They're all very fast guys. Very. This is cool. So you got, so they're sending, um, you know what do you, what do you call it? experienced racers to show and, and mentor. I, I like the way that they're running this event. Yeah, and it's really beneficial because anybody can go up to them, and they're so full of information, and each one has a different angle. It's cool. It seems like there's crossovers to like Isle of Man stuff where they where they really take the time to make sure everyone's going to have a safe, fast race where everyone's having a good time. And but they take the time to make sure it's going to be a good event, keep people safe, make sure people are prepared, in the same invite atmosphere. So it seems like there's a lot of crossover there. Yeah, and it's it's nice to go to somebody that's not a competitor and, and get tips and, and mm -hmm. info, and especially Gary Tracy. He's a really good friend of mine, was one of the mentors, and I was able to work with him a lot, and it's just having a friendship already with one of them was great because I, could, I felt more comfortable 
coming out and asking questions and he he would let me follow him and learn new lines he would run behind me and go okay you need to change this or or it was solid or, or whatever it was how, how many turns are on this whole this track? is 156 turns <laughs> and you have to memorize yeah. them and you you really don't memorize them till the third time you go wow. so i have another one to do <laughs> so are they like typical uphill kind of switchback turns whether on camber off camber or the combination of both or there there's everything there. yeah there's there's yeah. long straightaways there's switchbacks there's multiple blind corners that all look the same oh wow with cliffs and no guardrails so there's there's a lot to remember like so how, how much of it is just looking over the edge of the road where you're it's like a three thousand foot drop i mean mentally that's got to get in your head it, there's no guardrail you don't, yeah. you don't look at the yeah you want to look where you want to go not not off the cliff yeah. at the top of this road What's up there? Rocks. What's this? What's this road used for primarily? It, it was built I, to race, I believe. I mean, you might want to correct. Me I've seen some people that. get off the top, and it's just a dirt parking lot. Yeah, there's just They're a like. Rest what yeah. do people come up here for? Other than well, just amazing view. And yeah, and yeah, up like and going to the Sun Highway, same way. Okay. Yeah, and, and up until I think three or four years ago, it was not paved all the way to the top too. There yeah. was still dirt. Yeah, like yeah, the last, right. you know, two thousand and eleven. They two thousand eleven. Thank you. You just missed the dirt then, huh? Wow. Yeah, luckily. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle would have kicked ass on the dirt. I didn't want the dirt. I so like, I want to I want to know about yeah. the um, community there. Since you have people you're competing against, technically, is it is, is it pretty competitive? What's it like there? It, it's competitive, but it's it's also this completely different atmosphere from any other competition because people. You're doing it as an individual. You're not really racing everybody. Else. I mean, there's people in your class, yeah. but you're kind of racing the mountain and and the you know and and the road and there's so many things that you don't know about and it's like all these people are trying to help you to get up there they they want everybody wants to see the other person get up to the top of the hill that's the oh, whole that's cool. the whole point and so if you ever have an issue people will, will come over and help you and they'll drop everything to to get you where you need to go so um was there anyone who stood out who uh, who helped you or that you helped or that the crowd was behind? Yeah, absolutely. There was these pair of Japanese guys on a sidecar and they mm. were out every single day and their sidecar would not start and they would work on it the entire time yeah. and it never started until the last day. Oh. And about halfway through the qualifying session the last day the thing finally fired up and they did this amazing run i mean just probably just on relief alone yeah and um when that when that thing started everybody in the pits walked over to him with their arms up in the air just cheering him because it was just these people never flinched they never showed any sign of distress they were just completely it was unbelievable they just worked and worked and worked till they till they got it done you could never see them upset what was the motor in it what was like a I, I can't tell you that. I don't know what was in it. Oh, okay. I, didn't, I, I just know that the thing wouldn't start, and yeah. they were just struggling the whole time. And when it started, everybody just lit up in the pits and came over to and cheered them on. Right on. Cool. Now, and, and you have posted on YouTube a video of your ride. Yes. It's yeah, like, it's pretty it's, cool. It's like a video game. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it was right on my helmet. I had safety wired and zip tied and secured <laughs> it as best I could right on the front of my helmet. Well, if you crash, you got to save the camera. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got to save the memory chip. Yeah, but right? but watching that, you realize there's no guardrails. I mean, you are riding. There was one time you got really close to an edge. I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah, you have to drift in some places and, and the conditions, there, you couldn't cross the yellow line because it was really slippery at that point when I was on mm -hmm. the track. So it was just kind of you know, bouncing back and forth from the yellow to the white. So at some point you do run out of track. 
So, mm. all right. So you do, you've done your practices through Friday, and Saturday is rest. Is that when the big party is? Yeah, they had a party downtown, and we were waiting in line and gave up on it because <laughs> we were both Aww. tired, so we just went back to the hotel. And <laughs> you didn't say, but I'm Michelle DeSalvo. Oh, man, I did. I was so beat. And yeah. I was like, because you, you don't sleep during this week. You get up at 4 in the morning. You have to be riding at 5.15 every morning. Yeah. And you're done riding at 8.30 because it's a public road and people pay to drive on it. So you have to be out of there by 9 o'clock in the morning. Mm. So w- were you well rested at all? Like, uh, Would you say you got at least a good night's sleep to do good running? Because I mean, no. that affects you, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> no, I hadn't slept. I had okay. A, uh, you have to ask her brother that. Uh, yeah, yeah, ask my brother. He <laughs> snored and I had to sleep in the van. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. All right, so let's get to race day. Sunday. Walk us through the day. What? How does it begin? Um, you hit the gate at midnight to get in the pits because they have to let all the spectators in and all the riders, and everybody has to find their spot and get pitted. And you know, spectators have to drive up the hill, and they they probably let four thousand cars in wow, that morning. Man. And their their go time is eight o'clock, so everything has to be ready by then. So you get in, park. Um, get unloaded, get the warmers on, and get get everything situated, and then you go to sleep till about 5:30 in the morning when they have a riders meeting, and get leathers on around six. And I mean, I, I always get geared up early just because I I feel like I got to be ready. So and it's yeah. cold, man. Yeah, it's, it's cold. It's chilly up there yeah. for sure. So what were you feeling like that morning? It, it it's a really surreal feeling. I mean, I don't want to go morbid on you guys, but I mean. As a thrill seeker, as as a thrill seeker, this is the closest to death that you can feel. You just Ooh. go out there and you, you know, and this is one of the rare events where you get on the line and you don't know if you're coming back. I've, so I've ridden, I have ridden that mountain before. It's an amazing feeling, and I mean, yeah, I, yeah go ahead. Yeah, I have ridden that mountain, but it was on a 1955 motor scooter going very slow. And as I was going up, I was thinking, how the hell do people race on this mountain without killing themselves? Yeah, and it's it's very. <laughs> Uh, it's 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 a feeling that I, I yearn for, and I mean, not everybody is into that kind of feeling. But I mean, I just I, I like to get that next high, and that's how I get it. I know exactly what you're feeling. I get the same thing when same, she gets out of bed in the morning. When I ride the <laughs> successfully. When I ride my elite scooter up Highway Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that one of the reasons why they have it so constrained to so few riders and so rigorously uh, vetted riders is because they don't want anyone to die on the track? I think so. I think that's why they've brought that back to the lower amount of riders. Mm -hmm. Um, Accidents happen. I mean, it's just... Things can go wrong at the weird time. I mean, I had an animal run across the road when I was going up on Sunday. Yeah. And then I found out five guys back after me, the guy, somebody hit it. Wow. You know, and you're what? leaned over in a corner and it's a marmot and it's, you know, it's it's a pretty good And we had barbecue. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a, <laughs> t- you had two of them because it got split in half. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there, there's a lot of things that, that can go wrong. And so that's, you know, that's part of the allure. All right. So Sunday morning, you, you're well rested not uh-huh. tonight not really you're you're confident and rare, raring to go right and so what time do you do you line up um they have a a set of tents lined up along the pit lane so you get there and you can put the bike on and get the warmers on everything's all laid out for you, you just plug in and they start at the far end and they start working their way towards you towards the front and so you see everybody going out and it's like okay it's go time and now you're it, it's it's a really calm feeling you almost fall asleep like you go into almost a meditative state yeah and then 
all of a sudden you wake up and you're just under full adrenaline and you have to control it so you just have to like it, it's just such it's such an intense feeling and you're almost shaking trying to control your adrenaline at that point yeah Man. and and when they call you out you roll out and you know the last thing i look at my brother i go i hope i see you again you know wow. i look him Man. right in the eyes when i go out and he just nods his head and, and i go and let the clutch out and head up to the starting that's, line that's that life and then, like, okay, so, like, when you're actually on the track and you're doing it, does that kind of go away, or now you're just ex- intensely focused on, like, doing this? Yeah, You're yeah, not it, so nervous anymore, right? It, like, you're not, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're not as nervous once the light changes. Yeah. But you know you've got one chance. Yeah. You know it's a long way at the top, because when you cross the line, you can see the peak, and it looks like it's 20 miles away. Yeah, and, yeah. And you think, I have to get up there somehow, and... In order to do that, I can't make any mistakes. I can't blow any corners. So you actually slow down a little bit. And at some points, you feel like you're riding over your head, but you're not. Because yeah. your mind will only let you go so much. Because yeah. it knows that if you don't, it's it's bad. You know, yeah. It's not going to end well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like the whole thing about riding ten ten or seven ten or eight. I mean, you're obviously way faster than anybody here. I mean, when you're up there, would you be? Would you say you're riding like ten ten nine ten or uh, a little I, on the furry edge? It, it was the first. How much time, did you have in reserve? Sorry. Yeah, I think the first time I was about eighty five percent. Yeah. And then I went back knowing, okay, I can't be at eighty five percent, but it was so slippery. I mean, I you just you, it was probably ninety this time, but it wow. was just it. My you time just, was thirty seconds slower, but it was just so slippery and sketchy that I didn't want to. So if it was like 80 degrees out and the sun was shining nice and heating yeah. that pavement up and there yeah. was no slippery spots, like you can go 100, 102%. No, no, no? you'll never make 100% up there. Yeah. No, no, I mean, not, I, not me personally, because it's just there's so many things in your mind when it's happening that you your just mind just won't let you do it. Yeah. Something I like when you're watching the video, you, you keep seeing that peak every now and then. You're right. going up and you just keep seeing that peak. Is that like you're focusing on that? Is that your goal? Or are you just so turn by turn, turn by turn, focused on the road? It, it's both. I mean, I'm probably thinking of both at the same time. Or are you going, fucking marmot? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, my eyes got big. When I see, I came around the corner in fourth gear and I'm looking and I'm going, oh, you better go to the left. <laughs> I did not want to hit that thing. So on the uh, once you get to the top, you have to wait for everybody else to get up there and then everybody goes down at once. Or do you on the supermoto just go like straight down the mountain over all the road? <laughs> Yeah, like just, you should. I just tripled down. Yeah. yeah. So really, though, uh, everybody gets to the top because everything happening really fast because you only have like two or three hours to do all this, right? Right. In the yeah. morning before traffic gets out. So. Well, it's that the day of the race, it's completely shut down. Oh, it's okay. So yeah. Sunday. Okay. So. But yeah. But anyways, what happens is once you get to the top, you have to wait till everybody gets up. Right. There. And everybody just. And then you know there's down, accidents right. and and there's delays and different right. things. So you're you're pretty much up there for about eight hours. Yeah, trying trying to breathe all oh. that time. Yeah, right. yeah, with a with elevation headache. Yeah, <laughs> you go up and then you have to wait for Mike, right? Yep. Yeah, he stops every half mile yeah. for a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Where did that come from? Oh, that was good. <laughs> so, <laughs> did you have guys. a sense of like relief or or sadness once you saw the finish line? Uh, it, it was just happiness. You know, everything that you worked for, you achieved it. And it's it's just a it's an overwhelming reward when you get to the top. Nice. So I'm curious, what so what was your time? It was twelve minutes, and I think I, I can't remember exactly now. It was about twelve and a half minutes. Are you happy with that time? No. 
No, never. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was hoping for some. I, I when I first went there, I was about 12 minutes flat, but with the conditions, it was slower. Yeah. So I kind of did the addition, and I gave myself some credit. I would have been in the 11 minute if the conditions had been right. So. Yeah. So if, it, if it makes you feel any better, any better, it took me about. 90 minutes to climb the mountain. That makes me feel great. It takes me 90 minutes to get out of bed, man. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. So, Jim, do you have some times for us? What's the current record? So, record? the current uh, was a Frenchman on a Kawasaki Z1000 at 10 minutes 33 seconds, I believe. And who was that, Michelle? That was Boris. 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 They call him Boris the Spider. And so, and that's the current two-wheel record. Two-wheel record, yeah. So Boris the bullet dodger. Yeah. Boris the bullet. So you want to go faster. You want to do it again. Yes. What What's the optimal bike to do this? Um, for me, I, I just need to do some tweaking on my bike. I need to jack the compression up and do a little changing on the suspension just to make it slightly higher. I had it too low so it would hang in the corners and I, I just didn't And just to clarify, it. we're saying that Boris set a record, but he's on a leader bike. It's yeah, a different what, class. What right. class were you in? Yeah, mm-hmm. It was called the lightweight class. Okay, and that's like 500 and under or something? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Alright, so what do you do for if you building a bike for next year, what are you going to do? It's going to be the same bike, just some motor mods, suspension mods. I mean, everything's close and I just have to hope for the conditions to come in because it was yeah. really that you know you, you you have that time and that's it that's your only window to do this. So I'm curious, how do they decide who goes when? Like, is it is it better the later you go because it's a little bit warmer? And then how do they decide starting positions? Uh, starting positions are by class and by your speed in the qualifying session. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she's saying that the faster faster people go first. And then the slower at the end, so you never have the uh, chance of somebody passing somebody because they're releasing right. every minute, right? Yeah. Every minute. So she's taking 12, 12 minutes to do this, but every minute another person right. is gone. So there's 11 other people on on the road. Are the conditions better later in the day, or is it just going to be icy no matter what time you ride? Um, it, it depends because later in the day there was a blizzard, so there was... <laughs> yeah, there you go. So it's just luck of the draw, yeah. huh? And, and I mean, it, it, it luck was... Luck of the marmot. Yeah, it was weird yeah, because it... It was wet at the top of the hill, but even the dry areas, it was it was slippery because there was condensation on the ground. Like if yeah. you, if you take a torch and heat up metal, you see water beads. Yeah, this is what happened to the pavement. So even though it looked dry, it was wet. I was curious too. So as you're rolling up these curves, can you tell when it's icy or when conditions are changed? Are there there are spots where you just don't know until you hit it and the no, bike does you, something? You can't see it because it it looks dry, but it's there's condensation there, and so when you hit it, you feel it. And then you just have to mentally prepare, like, hey, this this might not be good, so I have to slow down here. And it it sucks because you want to push a little harder and you can't. Yeah, yeah. You sure you don't want to try this on a scooter? We know someone who will build one for you. <laughs> Big old rose, yeah. baby. Yeah, he's got his hand up over there. I'll put, well, my, I'll put my number on it. I'm, I'm tempted to build a scooter and ride it myself, but we'll see. <laughs> All right, so congratulations. You did Thank it. You. you lived to come tell the yeah. tale. I appreciate that. I want to see you go do it again and do even better. Um, I want to know what else you have going on. You have uh, an upcoming race in Tucson? In Tucson, Arizona. Tell me about that. Um, that's the AMA National. It's I'd be riding the same motorcycle. 
uh, be riding the Open Pro class, um, hoping to team up with Vet Motorsports, mm-hmm. which supplies, I shouldn't say supplies, but they bring combat vets into the race atmosphere. Oh, cool. So I'll have two combat vets as my mechanics, and I'll train them a little bit, and they will work for me all weekend, and they'll get the experience of being at the track and hopefully benefit them and me. Awesome. That's right. Yeah. I very think that cool. is very cool. And now... This isn't like one-legged vets or anything. They can have as many limbs as they want. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what the limitations are. I mean, <laughs> really, they, really, they, they, really. They, You're they, an asshole, man. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. It, Sometimes their amputations do. are invisible. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's mm. why they got that wooden thing floating around here. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that was that was Doc's amputation. Oh, I got what you meant, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I need the wooden thing, by the way. Yeah, I'll hand it to Jim. Isaac's having a hard time letting go of it. Wow. Now, so, now you are too. Do you want to hold what, my wood? Are you using the same bike for that? That'll be the same bike. Yep. So this is the it can do anything bike. Yeah, absolutely. It's so this is a super motor race, yeah? Yeah. Cool. I think that's very cool. Yeah, I'm really interested to see how this works out. And um, I talked to Pete Klein, who's a director of Vet Motorsports. He's really trying hard to help me out. She's cat's coming apart over here. Well, there's, there's some stuff going on over there. We're shifting gears. She's trying to find third. Let go. Right. You <laughs> got a double go clutch. Yeah, when you get up to that RPM, you got a double clutch, girl. <laughs> Well, and you do have another race coming up in uh, January. January 1st, in fact. Oh, oh yes, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bad match. Bad match. Totally <laughs> Bad Mike, Mike is gunning for you. Oh, God. He's got his camera pointed backwards. I hope forwards. you come again. I've never seen anybody turn around so much. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking more back than he was forward. Oh, yeah. Freaking out. That's a fun video to watch because oh. you had him so terrified. It was oh, awesome. Yeah. He didn't know what shoulder to look over so i just started messing with him and <laughs> <laughs> i mean well you're, you're reading you're, you're writing at like half speed right <laughs> I, I was going all right but okay. it was it was just so comical to watch the whole thing it was just, i never seen anybody flip out so badly i, I do have to admit though i still brag that i did pass michelle DeSalvo on the track you happened to be exiting at the time at, yeah, at, i had at my Bad hand up and he went <laughs> oh, I, know, I hit the gas i'm like i'm gonna pass her now <laughs> That was my only chance. <laughs> I did like though, Michelle, on that flat track silliness we were doing. You jumped right in. Oh, Yuri, yeah. Yuri, like held back a little. He's like, I don't know about this, but you're like, I'm all in oh, right from the get go. It was fun. awesome. You know, you got to get in there and do it. It's a good time. Well, of course, you know, you have an open invitation to come help us out anytime you want, or just sit there and drink a beer and 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 stare and point and and reprimand. You can yeah, come can. help us with gorilla flat lot tracking. Gorilla flat tracking. Oh. oh boy. Gorilla flat you, you wanna wanna get charged for trespassing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you should. You should, you should <laughs> I'll be the first one out. Not on a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be right behind you. Me you. Both. Yeah. <laughs> bring a first aid kit. Yeah, yeah. Ryan will bring the cops. <laughs> yeah, he will. He's good at that. Yeah, I'll trim my handlebars so we can get through the exit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just want to thank you for coming down yeah, and sharing that. Thank you so much. Oh, I love hearing all your time. stories. Uh, yeah, you're doing amazing things and keep doing it. It's Thanks awesome. for putting up with our bullshit. So we got we got some emails to read. Um, I'm going to start with one that came in today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is this the one you showed me earlier? <laughs> it is. Um, this is from Jim, who said, Hey, does the podcast happen to stream live? I usually don't have time to listen to podcasts, but Sunday nights uh, I, I at 10 usually works for me. Where does he live? Back east. So Eastern perfect. Time. So, unfortunately, no, we don't stream, so you can't 
get us streaming Sunday night at 10 uh, East You can time. listen to the previous week's podcast. At but since it is a podcast, yes. I, I'm not, I don't <laughs> think he gets, just a reminder, right. and I think anyone knowing who's listening knows, yes, you can listen to it anytime you want. Right. I just thought this was, it was bless your little heart, so cute. He doesn't have time to listen to podcast videos, <laughs> time to listen to us if we stream. He just wants the unedited version before you he clean does. it up. Yeah. Right. It's got to show up. It's mostly unedited. Yeah, it's only, only available live in person. Maybe. Yeah. Bagel, what email do you have? I have an email from uh, Peter Stockus uh, titled First Track Day. Hey, all right. And uh, Peter writes, Dear Liza and Misfits, I just wanted to share my first track day experience with you and the community in the hopes that it pushes others to get out there. This Sunday, I did my first track day on my 2006 Naked SV650 after months of talking a big game. I went with a couple of friends who were practicing for AHMRA racing on their BSAs and Thruxtons, so all I had to do was load my bike into their enclosed trailer and tag along. It was a now or never sort of moment. And uh, going into this, I was 100% scared shitless. Yep. I <laughs> ride all you. the time, but I am very skittish and, and a cautious rider. After a brief classroom instruction, I got paired up with a super helpful instructor, and my first session mostly focused on keeping a tight bunghole and not shitting myself out of fear. <laughs> very important. Indeed. By the second and third session, I was feeling a lot more comfortable, but once it became more of an open session, I discovered what my learning goals, what be, discovered what became my learning goal of the day looking through turns everyone told me to focus on one thing at a track each day corners body positions etc but i thought i would focus on cornering but it turns out i wasn't looking through my turns at all it became my goal to get good at looking through and trusting myself in the corners didn't focus on body position or leaning super hard i just wanted to visualize my line and follow it by the end of the day i had it down and felt so much more comfortable and trusting in my bike and myself long story short i was the slowest writer in my group and I was routinely passed by everyone but after each session everyone was so kind and encouraging lots of hey I saw you on turn 10 you're getting a lot better there and your sphincter was really tight <laughs> <laughs> and, th- and those sorts of lines coming from instructors and fellow riders I was so scared of getting in people's way, but once I realized that people can easily pass you on the straights and everyone just wants to be supportive, my fear turned in, my fear turned into excitement. I am far from a great rider, but after this session, I'm looking through my turns and leaning far more than I ever would have been comfortable with in the past. So to all the folks out there in Misfitland, go do a track, track day. The, tra- the crowd won't be monster energy drink meatheads. It will be fantastic riders who want you to, to succeed and have more fun than you thought was possible. All also, drink all the water. That is no joke. Yep. <laughs> Still smiling two days later, Pete from Nashville. Oh, good. Sweet, Pete. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. I think that's a good thing for like beginning, like all beginning riders, not just track, is looking through the corner. Yeah, absolutely. Or even me, because I took 20 years off of riding, and when I got back in, it took me a couple days of riding to realize what I was screwing up in the middle of the mm-hmm. corner, and and that's it. Just you know, don't worry about the middle. Look at the end. And I thought you were going to say that was good advice to drink all the water because oh, I personally water, ride probably. faster when I have to pee. Oh, well, <laughs> the that tight great? sphincter is ne- needed when chasing you up a mountain too. I learned yes. that yesterday. So, so hey, all good lessons. I got another email here. This one is from Matt. Uh, he found our podcast recently. Um, he said, uh, it feels kind of strange. It's like deja vu when I saw you guys and heard your voices. I'm now downloading all the past episodes like a crazed fiend. Mm-hmm. You guys are all special people. I've gotten to know everyone through YouTube. Short bus special. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So he he used to ride, and then he had kids. And it's that thing where he stopped, 
stop writing because he was afraid of dying and leaving two kids, you know, and, and a widow. But the kids are nine and seven, and he's started writing now. Hey. Um, he's actually south of Boston, and he rode straight through last winter, never put his bikes away. That's hard. Nice. Yeah. 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 Nice. So he's on, shit, he's got a 99 Shadow A750 yeah. and a 79 XS1100 Special. Ooh. And he says that uh, the, the Yamaha is his bad ass i'm gonna go shred bike mm-hmm. it's heavy heavy for sure but i like the thick predictable handling i see that liza has an xs 750 and i'm willing to bet her bike is more fun as it's definitely lighter it's definitely lighter when you cut all the shit off of it too <laughs> um, yeah, you can see through it there's not the triple tracker <laughs> yeah. yep so yeah. he says i'm so happy to have found your podcast i'm sure you must read this in every email you get i wish i lived near you guys i don't know if i could contribute but i know i would learn a ton i feel a connection to you guys and what you're doing I hope you will always be around, making a difference to bikers and motorcyclists all over the world. Love all you guys from Matt. Thanks, Thanks, dude. We We love you, too. If Matt Matt rallied through a New England winter on a motorcycle, that's hardcore shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping he's got an arrow stitch or something. It's funny. I was was thinking about we're coming into winter here, like, in another couple of months. And I remember last winter we were doing rides. People were like, oh, I need need hand warmers and I need all this shit and stuff. I'm like, it's 52 degrees. I'm, I'm rocking, like, three layers, four layers. Five layers, and this is in summer, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's under 60 degrees. And this dude's riding in like nine degree blizzards and My shit. My dad has a buddy yeah. in Vermont who's one of those psychotic GS riders who rides in the snow. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was that that idiot. Yeah, I say yeah. psychotic with love. For I was the I was like, that idiot on a scooter. He's awesome. You know, but I will he's say, also a surgeon. <laughs> one of the things I did love about riding in, in the extreme cold is when you get your outfit just right. Yep. That you feel. Remember, we, we talked about the bubble, Douglas. When you yeah. when it's cold out and you get that bubble outfit on, you have no cold hitting you. You feel like you're kind of an astronaut on the moon. Kind yeah, of that's thing. the. I'm too cold to pull over in peace. So you just go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I, I like it when it's that. What you got, not? I got one called. Uh, you ever lose faith? From Jake Vandervoort, a regular listener. Okay, here we go. Uh, Jake, here once again from the dreary Adirondack Mountains, and I've got a long one for you. And because it's long, I'm just going to paraphrase. Uh, a while back, he wrote... <laughs> so does Doug. <laughs> a while back, uh, he wrote about not being able to find a bike that he tickles his giblets, or one that does it for him. <laughs> you mean giblets? giblets? It has been a long giblets. winter in Adirondacks. <laughs> and he ended up getting a CBR250, which he got a good deal on. It was uh, seriously underwhelmed by its power, however. Uh, it may be broken, though, because my first bike was a classic learner bike, the GSXR 750 hey, oh, yeah. I started on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said he, uh, put two, uh, he put 350 miles on his bike, and... Uh, was riding around the mountains and flogging it and like 10 miles back from uh, from his going 10 miles back to his house he hit a deer Ooh. and he uh, oh, yeah he was, he was on a 250 yeah he was oh. cresting a hill going 60 ish and uh, there was this beautiful majestic creature darting for safety across the road which I promptly and efficiently <laughs> murdered so yeah didn't put the bike down he didn't put the bike down uh, but he destroyed right through it. Wow. Yeah, went right through it destroyed Damn. the radiator uh, broke the fan broke a whole bunch of other stuff and uh, what was it there? he has, he says he works seven seven to eight six days a week and didn't really have much time to, to fix it but um, oh, he's got it repaired and he, it's legally rideable and he's planning on buying some Chinese plastics and, and selling it uh, he had planned on giving it to his girlfriend so she could you know 
take him take her on a ride with him, but uh, now nah, she doesn't want to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the deer still yeah. smells like venison. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> clean it a little bit better. Mm. Is there a consensus on? I've heard two different ways of handling deer: either speed up or try to stop. Usually, you don't um, have time to think. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's no time. Just Unless in. it's yeah. in the road still but usually it's darting from yeah. side to side and you I don't have if, for it. if you have time to think you have time to stop or, well, or avoid uh, it and yeah I, my method is oh sh- yeah, yeah pretty much yeah, yeah he's a little it's bummed the, out yeah so, uh, he's a little bummed out because uh, now she doesn't want him riding either because of the, oh. the deer encounter but um but that's the one that's yeah the one you're gonna hit like yeah. the entire time you're, you're good now you're <laughs> it's safe. over and it's out it's of the way now safe. so yeah, yeah. Now he's good, right? The likelihood of you hitting another one is it's like so. Like yes. lightning. Unless you live on Highway One near. He says it's, it's, it's getting, right. getting him down a little bit. Night. So, so he's got a question, and uh, his question was: Were there over periods where you had to walk away from motorcycling, or for whatever reason? And uh, he oh. says his riding season is April to May, so he's kind of like got a short. April to May. Window. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. That's rough. I want Steph to answer that one. Hey, Steph. Mm. Hi. Hi. So, um, you just showed up today with a new to you bike. How long has it been since you had a bike? Um, probably about three and a half years. What? What? Why the break? Um, because I had kids, and yeah. I decided to take a break, and yeah, have kids. How old are your kids now? Uh, three and three quarters and sixteen months. So, did you lose your faith, or did you think you were just doing the right thing? Um, I just thought I was taking a break. All right. So, even when I was five, six months pregnant with my oldest, mm-hmm. I was still riding on a bike. Mm. Dirt biking too? Good for I you. I was dirt biking, like no gear or nothing, across a playa. Wow. <laughs> it, it was beautiful. It was like, oh, I, yeah, it was beautiful. But, um... But I knew that my days were numbered at that point. I'm for gonna, a while. I'm gonna guess, and Steph, you can answer this, and everyone else here. If you, if you're, I mean, if it's truly in you, nothing's going to stop you, right? Right. So, I, I always thought that I was gonna go back to it. Yeah. Yeah. You sure. never I, stop I wanting a, to do it. A, yeah. A temporary break. So some people play their kids' music, and other people I ride bumpers. I have a dirt bike at home for <laughs> I, my oldest, like I, waiting. I feel like the so. those who I know who stop riding, I don't want to encourage them to do it because if they stop, then they have something in them that's not driving them to do it. Correct. Yeah, I guess the passion has to be there, or the obsession. Yeah, right. And maybe it's not for everyone. I think I, I want to chime in on that too. Yeah, go. Ahead. Um, I think one thing that I find with new writers, especially, is people come into it, and they either stay for a year or they don't. And if they don't, they don't have it in in them to wake up and put on gear and go out when it's cold, or or go out when it's late and they can't really see where very well. And one thing that new writers don't like to hear but something that i generally say to people is hey you could die going and getting groceries you could also die going and getting groceries walking to go get groceries Mm -hmm. if it's your time it's your time it doesn't matter if you're on a bike or if you're doing whatever running from the cops yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) there's something to be said there's something that it's more dangerous and if people kind of flinch at that and go and back down and go away from it then it might not be for them but riders also flinch at that they just don't go away I think the magic formula is you have to be getting more out of it than the risk that you're taking. Right? Yeah. And if exactly you're not getting something out of it, then it's not worth 
Well, there's there's also your just, giblets. just willingness to take risk. <laughs> Tweaking your sack. People yeah. as they people might be more willing to take risk in certain parts of their life, and then later on they might not be as willing anymore. Yeah. Just. Well, you know writing probably evolves with that too. So if you start writing when you're young and it's in, and it's really yeah. what you love, your writing will evolve as you evolve. It will you'll start out harebrained and going all over the place and running from cops, and then <laughs> and you'll if you survive tone that. Down. Right. Yeah. Well, your your risk versus reward changes drastically over time. Mm-hmm. Yep. At, True. At the first couple of years or first you know. Yeah, twenty thousand miles. It's like Terrible the risk twos. is incredible versus the reward you're getting. But later on, the reward is the same, but your risk because you're a seasoned writer, right? But the goes co- way down. So the cool thing Donna's doing too that I think was really not is she getting back into writing, but she's commuting, right? So she's going to do the daily commute over the hill to Silicon Valley. So I mean, you know, I, I do that commute now too. That's not playing. That's like serious everyday. You know, you're talking seventy miles a day of pretty hardcore writing. So it's mm-hmm. not like she's just getting back into writing. She's on a ninja getting back into writing. You go, girl. What, right. have, what have you got a name for it yet? No, but I know it's a she. Okay. <laughs> I, I haven't got her. Uh, no, no, no balls. Is that why? Well, what do you think, Michelle? You, you largely oh. don't speak right. Have anymore, you noticed right? the giant wooden penis yeah. in between her legs? <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you noticed my oh, crochet? I hadn't, but I have but now. The balls are kind of small. Uh, have you noticed my crochet well testicles hanging from the wall? <laughs> <laughs> Those are splendidly like yeah. cute. <laughs> I somebody, like them. somebody did They're that right. Endearing. Michelle, like you generally don't street write anymore, yeah? I, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, uh, what's your take on this? Like, I mean, now you're passion is racing and, and just like you said like she's you're at the bottom ta- of the hill and ready you know she just talked how she was prepared to die well i know i saw that <laughs> i heard the extreme, that though. Like, i mean that, that's a full-on yeah. extreme of that right but the thing is like that feeling of that first time that that bike starts rolling and you're in control of it and you yeah. can do most anything once you get the experience that that's a feeling that you fall in love with yeah. at any speed at any level and it's hard to walk away and mm-hmm. when you come back and feel it again then that's in your mind and, and, it, and it creates a lot of happiness too i mean sure. if you ask anybody what they feel when they ride they're they're happy they love it that's right. why they do it and you are a risk taker because i remember last time you were here we were kind of like oh so what what would you like to do next or what's something interesting you're like yep yeah, stunt riding yeah. So it's not like you're like I, rolling I took a back. Risk just you're coming not, in here. I got, yeah. this, I got this Jixer 750 outside. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, stunt bike. There you go. I think we all have those people in our lives. We we you know that, that we don't ride with. They'll tell us like, oh, I, I used to have a bike. I think yeah. I think we all have those those people in our lives, and 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 uh, and those are those people that you were talking about. Yeah. Um, you know that that didn't make it that year or whatever that pre-prescribed mm-hmm. period of time is. I remember I remember laying in a hospital bed after a particularly bad motorcycling accident and one of those people came in and they were like, "So, hmm. I guess that about sums that up in your life, right?" And my like I, it was absurd to me. I was like, hell no. Like, I'm on Craigslist, like, on my phone looking for another bike, <laughs> like, laying in the hospital bed. You're, like, in a cast, yeah. and your little middle finger yeah. rises yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you're like, how's my bike? Is it yeah. okay? Yeah, yeah. like, what, yeah. what can I get for the scrap on my bike so that I can turn around and make a down payment on something new? And and so those, there are there's just those people that this is absolutely not for. It's not going to be, you know, maybe they tried it and didn't like it, or maybe they're never going to try it. But for the rest of us. It just borderline doesn't make, it doesn't compute with a lot of people. They just cannot not fathom why somebody would put a exploding combustible <laughs> thing in between their legs and go absurd speeds around corners that you can't see through and call that fun. They because just don't they cannot wrap their brains they, around they it. They just don't know. That's it. It's it's not that they don't know. They just it it does it's not for a lot of people. I get it. I feel it the same way makes, about penises. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. Yeah. <laughs> and man hair. All right, man Kat, hair you got an email to read? Yeah. I've <laughs> On got, that note. I've got an email <laughs> from post. Thomas Walker about real bikers. Uh, so he goes, hey, guys, um, I'm a newbie here. Uh, Oh, never mind. Uh, I've been writing for many years, and in, <laughs> <laughs> I, I skipped to the end of the sentence. Reading um, I've been writing for many years, and in my real, in my opinion, real bikers are the ones that are not concerned with whether you're riding a real bike or not. That's pretty chill. Um, I remember the days of my youth going to motorcycle meetups with my EX500 and remembering the Harley crowds having their air of disdain for anyone that didn't ride what they rode or looked like what they looked. Damn rice burners. Yeah. Um, from that point on, I made a point to talk to and bond with anyone on two wheels, and I have discovered some truly incredible people by not putting a line between them and me. As an older, more quote-unquote experienced rider, uh, I have I care more about becoming a better rider and less about who I am and what I do. Uh, I've learned to appreciate Harleys and their riders as well as my sport bike comfort zone riders. <laughs> <laughs> and at the core, people who spend their free time with motorcycles, even a little bit, are generally good people. And even when on the surface they appear defensive and standoffish, uh, I don't think you... Uh, I don't think you were necessarily trying to separate the real from the poser. I uh, just wanted to say my piece that real bikers are those who ride bikes. And, you know, and I'll even qualify that there are exceptions to the rules, like Bagel, mm-hmm. who doesn't ride a bike. Not a, well, I, ride a, I ride a bike, not a motorcycle. They're both yeah, bikes. I mean, but yes, yes, yes. Yeah, but you achieve and you strive and push and excel. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. Isaac, what do you got? Uh, so this is this is titled Awesome Opossum. I read it. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Um, <laughs> uh, it's from uh, Moto Jimbo. Um, first heard about the podcast, blah, 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 ride. It's great to see that there are other people out there with a similar mindset about bikes as me. I live across the country in Bristol, Virginia, and out here all there is is old, fat Harley riders that rev the engine a dozen times at every red light. Yes, it is still running. <laughs> <laughs> I've been riding... Sometimes you do gotta check, let's yeah. be honest. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been riding for about seven years now, and my first bike was a POS Chinese Baja Dirt Runner 125 dirt bike that I had to fix right from day one and every day after that. Hmm. It was a fun experience, though, and I learned a lot. Since then, I've owned several different bikes, a Honda Elite 80, Yamaha AT2, Ninja 250, SV650, and at the moment, an XT225 GS550, Honda Hawk 400, and a Gorelli Moped. What? Wow. Uh, Jumping let around. us know what year that Honda Hawk is. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> out here, I'm an oddball misfit and don't fit in with any of the bike crowds, and I love listening to the podcasts, and it makes me feel le- uh, like less of a weirdo, or maybe more of a weirdo, but that's okay. <laughs> Keep up the awesome work. I ordered a shirt and will wear it proudly as all the Harley guys turn up their nose up turn their nose up to me and all the sport bike riders tear ass by my little bikes sweet James nice, thanks for riding nice. in James thank so, you so um I got there's something coming up I wanted to discuss with the group so um on September 25th is it's time for the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. DGR so for those who don't know what this is it's a fundraiser for butt cancer 
<laughs> oh, is it testicular <laughs> cancer? No, butt cancer. Wait, no. Those are not in your butt knock. Prostate. No. You should have that Prostate, checked. that's what it is. <laughs> that's the male Prostate. G spot. So, um, this is something that is... <laughs> okay, so it's taint cancer, all right. <laughs> this is a worldwide event. There's different cities all over the world who are hosting rides, and you can contribute. You, you don't have to pay to participate, but they ask that you contribute and come on this ride. And the thing I like is you get all snazzified, dressed up. Um, Just like a gentleman. And you can look up on their website, which is uh, gentlemansride.com, and find a city near you to enter in. I think, Michael, you already signed up for the San Francisco ride, right? I did. In fact, I did the San Francisco ride last year, and it's a really tremendous event, event really well uh, uh Organized, a lot of great people. Cool. So, can I bring my uh, 99 DR350? Well, so here's the thing, and I want to get everyone's opinion here. So, um, I thought, well, why don't we host one? Right? Right. We should down here in Santa Cruz. Why not? Sure. Yeah. You're not a gentleman. I, well, I'm trying to get somebody else besides me to do it because I don't. Yeah. I'm you keep looking gentleman. at me, and it's like I see. So here's Liza's is more of a man than how I'll, I'll go yeah, if so. I can. I think Liza probably needs a prostate tank. check more than any of the guys around here. <laughs> so here's the thing. So they're saying if you uh, want to host a ride, that they're interested in hearing from distinguished gentlefolk who share the passion for cafe racers, bobbers, and classics. Do they know what we do here? And who believe in the cause and don't mind rolling up the old suit jacket sleeves or a bit of honest work. But here's the thing. Um, they say, please note, this is a niche-specific event for cafe racers, bobbers, and classics. Mm. If you don't have one of these bikes described, you can always help another way, such as with fundraising. We do apologize, but ultimately, opening the events to the broader two-wheel community would be unmanageable. Hmm. Um, yeah, we'd hate to raise money for research. Yeah, right? no okay. shit. Yeah. yeah. That'd well, be a bummer. So, dollars as and, good and as anybody's. And the fact that I am one of the few who has a bike that qualifies. What? Which one? The tracker qualifies. The 79 uh, tracker. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Um, there's not many of us here. I mean, Bagel's got... I got nothing. You got a little vintage Vespa or something, right? Yeah, Italian? but it's not a bobber. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> but it's a classic. Classic. Then again, if you ask Emma, she'll say... Uh, Say, uh, what but what's her of, favorite none bike? Of, none of my vintage bandit. bikes are The Bandit now. is a classic. <laughs> so um, there's a few, only a handful of us who actually have a bike that qualifies. So I wanted to ask everyone here in the room, should we host a ride and do we bend the rules? Why don't we do a fundraiser to raise money for you to go ride in this ride so that you can donate all that money? Yeah. <laughs> we can ride whatever the hell we want. I raise money for I you to give yes. money to them. So, Michael, yeah. how, what kind of bikes were represented last year? I say yes, and here's why. Uh, at the San Francisco ride, yes, there was, you know what, there were more Bonnevilles than you could shake a stick at. There were more Bonnevilles here than there are in Birmingham, I, England. And they do say yeah. modern <laughs> classics like a Bonneville counts. Yes. So. Now, now, I was on uh, a Harley-Davidson 48, which is a kind of a modern classic bobber thingy. Um, mine's admittedly modified, but there were a lot of bikes that didn't fit the quote-unquote style guide that the DGR puts out. There were supermotos there. Um, there were some classic dirt, well, some older dirt bikes that were kind of retroed up, but they were just ultimately like late 80s dirt bikes. Yep. Um, there were a couple of 
late or mid to late eighties sport bikes. There was, I mean, there was a lot of stuff. There were definitely choppers, definitely bobbers. There were some big bagger cruisers from like the middle nineties. And I want to get specific. What they, this is what they say on their site. So bagel, you're not excluded here. Mm-hmm. Um, they're saying cafe racer, bobber, classic tracker, scrambler, old school chopper, modern classic sidecar, classic scooter, and brat styled motorcycles. But would a modern scooter, modern, a modern Vespa fit under a modern well, classic? Yes, though? A- absolutely. So this is okay. my, my thing. So my question, like, Doug or Charlie or Knock, does, or Jim, does anyone here want to be the organizer and organize it and, and set our own rules and let whatever bikes in? I say just dress up like an old fart. I'm gonna wear ride your whatever you want. I'm gonna wear a bunny costume. Tape a paper that says BSA to your tank, and you're good. I think this is a conversation for off the air to get into more detail, but it can be done. You know, we'll have our own Santa Cruz flavor to it, of course, and it's gonna you know break a little rules, but it can be done, and we'll raise some money. I I will be arriving back from Pakistan the day before, so. All right, so Bagel, you're the chairperson. You need to organize the event. (laughs) Fuck no, I'm not going to be here the whole like month leading up to that. (laughs) No, I think I think it's a good cause. I think it could be a lot of fun. It's just someone needs to step up and organize it. But you know, fuck, we'll ride what we ride like we do all the time, and we'll wear silly clothes and have a good time and fucking ride. Not silly clothes, dapper clothes. Same thing. (laughs) Or no clothes. Yeah. Wrong. Wrong ride. That was the other thing. (laughs) Wrong ride. It's always the right ride. Santa Cruz. You just have to have faith. Only about seven. 70% 70% of the folks riding were actually in like suits. Most people were wearing like a dress shirt, a tie and some jeans. Hmm. So, you know, like they have to draw they have to draw a line somewhere between like funding and like these rules. Right. All I'm saying is that I think we are in the spirit and and go for it. Where the rules are almost kind of more like guidelines, I guess. Yeah, and more like guidelines. Yeah. <laughs> so, nobody's stepping up to organize it <laughs> on the air, on record. Yeah. Well, apparently yeah, nobody not. Nobody wants a record. She <laughs> just see you can't win with her. Liza, you you part of under the bus the moment you she did. Speaking of can't win with Liza, she just shoved a phone in my face with a uh, Oh, no, we'll a get to bike. that. I'm just showing you something. Well, we'll get to that. Sounds like that topic was pretty much How's the CSC? Oh my god. The best yeah. part of sitting on the couch is watching Doug's face. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I like sitting Alright, so to be determined. So we may or may not be hosting our own is what it sounds like. And if anybody else is interested, email us. Let us know. And yeah, I guess uh, th- that's my only thing is I-, I don't like the exclusivity. But I get the whole intent. And, and if we bend the rules and raise lots of money, I don't think they're going to complain, are they? My prostate won't. I, I can't imagine they're going to go, this $3,000 yeah, came from Kawasaki's from the right. late 90s. No, I can't imagine. Yes, we, we can't take that dirty money. Knock, you have an announcement you want to share? Yeah, Megan actually pinged me about this. Um, she works with Zoom Zoom, and they are having a special uh, on the 22nd of August. And this is their for their Road Rider 2.0 class, and it's going to be 50 bucks, and uh, wow. and they're getting extended tr- uh, track session time for this too. Hmm. So you have your $50 entry fee, uh, your your uh, hands-on class training, and on on the field or whatever, and then you do a little bit of a track day, like a couple of laps, maybe I think. I think they actually so, have extended track time. Yes. Yeah. So there's yeah. like 40. One of the sessions is apparently 40 minutes. Yeah. Oh, no shit. That's yeah. rad. 
bad. So yeah, that's pretty awesome. You're still at 50 miles an hour maximum. Oh, still, but it's like, you know, you get an idea of what it feels like to be on a Mm -hmm. big road with, you know, nothing in your way. So um, yeah, 50 bucks, Road Rider 2.0 if you're local in California area. Uh, I believe they go down to Southern California as well. Charlie and I are going. Yep. But uh, check that out. Road Rider 2.0, $50, uh, August 22nd. $50? Where do you go to sign up? Uh, Just go online. Go to uh, uh, Zoom Zoom. Uh, Z2 Track Days. Z2 Track track Days. Do you have to get a a code for the Road Rider? No, I believe this is an open promotion. The code is Antonio is a smelly pig. (laughs) (laughs) You have to insert that in the forwarding or the the header of the email. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you yeah. thought that was funny. <laughs> I don't even know Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, also, I mentioned this last week. I w- just want to mention it again uh, to our Patreon subscribers. And it's not too late to become one for $5 a month. That's all we're asking. I'm making up special T-shirts, which are pretty cool. Jim, I showed you the design, didn't I? It looked good. We had a little squabble over the uh, font, font, but you and I squabble over fucking really? breakfast and everything else. You can't so. win, can you? No. I, I, <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm making up some special shirts that will be only only cool, available though. to us here in the garage or our Patreon subscribers. Whee! Well, they're unique because you haven't done that style before. It's definitely different than something you've done Previously. Yes, exactly. So subscribe. It helps you out. So yeah, go to patreon.com or you can find the link on our website, motorcyclesandmisfits.com and uh, help contribute to us and you will get a t-shirt. Does anyone else have any upcoming events? Dark or Ride. We have the Dark Ride. Oh, right. Also, oh, Day yeah. of the Dead. We can start promoting Day of the Dead yep. now. So, uh, once the Darkness dark is your ally. <laughs> <laughs> you think you have power? And are we, we going to invite the three? <laughs> when's the Dark Ride? It's uh, Saturday at 7 o'clock. August 20th. Yeah, next week. Oh, Do you really? Have your school yeah. racetrack picked out yet? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is tempting, though. I got to say, the Midnight Girl of Flat Track. Yeah. It was fun. It was a lot. What does that mean? All of a sudden, I'm in. Let me tell you. Right? You on. just got to be the fastest one out of the gate, Jim. Well, if you, if <laughs> yeah, I can't see electric. shit at night, so I'll be the fastest Neither into something. I. We just got to do it on zeros. Yeah. If you use <laughs> Nobody will complain. Right? So for those who don't know, the Vampire's Dark Ride is a lead ride at night through the hills. Uh, Where nobody crashes, spir- ever. <laughs> spirited pace, as is usually done. So anyone who wants to come join, how do they find out about that, Douglas? Uh... Vampires vampiresmc.com slash forums and the event will be up there in the public section yeah that will be fun and then you said um, Day of the Dead Day of the Dead is the first Sunday of November I can't remember oh, the wow. date but that's also a lead ride it's a memorial ride so it's a cemetery ride we're going to cruise through a few cemeteries probably going to be a couple different paced groups um, and then we meet up at the Vets Hall for a free barbecue and stupid human tricks that's my favorite part stupid yeah. human Tricks. First Sunday in November will be November 6th, I believe. Is that, is that the Mystery Meat Barbecue? That is the that Mystery is Meat the Barbecue. Mystery and we rice. just, at the last uh, in the last week, we decided what that Mystery Meat is going to be. You're just going to have to show up to find out what it is. My favorite year was the Long Cricket pork. Tacos. That was the first year I went and barf. <laughs> <laughs> I took the rest of the live crickets home and fed my bearded dragon. <laughs> and they barfed. Would, would this year be Marmot, perhaps? <laughs> marmot. Uh, marmot. Oh, you're the marmot. marmot. That yeah. would be good. Uh, yeah, I think, make a hat. I think we just got to put in the meat order with Michelle yeah. next year. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll come home with a little thing of tinfoil and hand it over. Nice. Oh, 
I'll let you guys. It's actually human. Yay! Yay, Yay. Yeah. 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 Oh, nice. And then, uh, Bagel, you have a ride coming up soon that you're excited about. A little ride, yeah. Um, I am going to be going to Pakistan. Yay! Yeah. One yeah. of us. One of us. Yes, I'm going to be riding the Karakoram Highway with our friend Moin Khan and a couple of other friends um, all the way up on Vintage Vespas. Do you have to wear a burqa? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> if his hair gets any longer, he may have to. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, long-haired hippie. Awesome. So I think we're ready to start wrapping up. Um, this is when I say again, thank you to everyone who's sending in emails. We're still catching up to them. Yeah. But know that they all get read and uh, many get shared. We really appreciate it. Give us some time, baby. I, and I'm, you know, I'm still kind of really wowed by the ones who say that they feel like a connection or that they they know us. I think that that's really cool. Well, we had butter, a lot of new people you come by today. Like, yeah. you know what's yeah. cool is we're getting people, I mean, not sound weird, but like like a little bit older, like people in their 60s and stuff, like that couple that came down from Half Moon Bay, Yeah, they were hardcore, dude, and they were like, they showed up, we start chatting, they're like, yeah, well, I got a 10 by 20 shade structure, actually it's 10 by 40, and they've got like 13 <laughs> bikes and all this yeah, shit, man. it was cool, then the other guy came by with a the original owned uh, Honda 754, mm-hmm. he bought in 1969, no shit. so wow. it, there's a lot of cool people rolling by the garage, which is fun. Exactly. Yeah, man. And um, so if you want to reach us, you can... Uh, the best way to find us is go to MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com. Oh, I had this all prepared. You didn't call on me. You want to... Okay, you want to... Doug, you want to do it? How can, people, Rewind. How can people reach us? You can reach us online at MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com. You can reach us on Facebook at Recycle Santa Cruz. You can leave us an email at RecycleMotorcycleGarage at gmail.com. And you can call and leave us a voicemail at... 831-291-5112. Oh, uh, yeah. That's really awesome. Thank you very much. I, I you prepared that. that. I know. Zero times. Oh, really? <laughs> really? I'm kind of impressed. Yeah, in front of me. second person <laughs> in front of You can so, get a job doing the radio PSAs now. <laughs> I think we're ready to get out of here. Hey, I want to thank our special guest, Michelle. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to yeah. Michelle. So you cool are here. Hang out. It's, it's always awesome when you're here. It's so yeah. cool to hear to that person posting all the stuff on Facebook because it's a lot of fun to follow you and follow the stuff you're doing so keep oh, posting yeah. stuff because we, we love it here. We're like your biggest heroes. Yeah, that, that's really cool and I appreciate that you fans. guys show what? love and oh, fans, follow I mean, everything. Sorry. I, I think it's cool. You get, yeah, I, they get excited. You know, and, and for all the people out here that have never been in a garage, you, you have to make a trip one time because it's, it's amazing here. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the check's in the mail, honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare to be underwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for yes. coming out. Thank that's you. I awesome. do appreciate that. All right, now on that note, I think we're ready to get out of here. This is Eliza. Douglas. Bagel. Charlie. This is Nog. Pew, pew. <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> Isaac. Eric. Naked Jim. Steph Donna. Tyson. Jeremy. Michael, not Mike. And we are out of here. Cool, cool. cool.